Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Beaver County Kickoff here on the Beaver County Times Sports Podcast Network. I am your host, as always, Noah Hiles. And joining me today, as always, are education and sports reporter Josh Carney and sports reporter Parth Upadhyay. And boys, we're in the midst of it. We're in the thick of it. We've got a whole bunch to discuss. Round one in the books. The quarterfinals are coming up. And as always, tons of teams from the Valley are in the mix. We had upsets in the first round. We had dominant performances in the first round. And my takeaway from last week is the Whippeal football season runs through Beaver Valley. You look at the teams that we had going into this. We had three teams with first round buys. Not a lot of counties this size have that many. And then you look at the other teams. Biggest upset. Of the first round of Whitfield playoffs. Who is that? That's a Beaver County team. Biggest blowouts. Who were they by? They were some by some of the Beaver County teams. Biggest performances by some of the Beaver County athletes. As always, the Whitfield runs through the valley here. And it, it's not me being biased because I didn't grow up in Beaver County. I grew up playing against Beaver County. I didn't grow up here. I, I work for here, but I've always been pretty fair i think where if, if a team stinks i'll say they stink you know we don't need to go down the whole ambridge uniform debacle once again but what i'm saying <laughs> here is <laughs> sure that every was team there, that man. had a chance to essentially win one yeah. excluding yeah. beaver who lost to the best athlete in the area excluding ambridge who it's their first playoff game in a very very long time and excluding western beaver who lost to another beaver county school aside from that we have so many teams alive and kicking and it's going to be not only an eventful quarterfinal, but an eventful semifinal. Because odds are we're going to have at least one seat at the table here in each of the five classifications that we cover at this paper. So that's my big takeaway. It was an eventful playoff. Fellas, what do you have to say about it? Yeah, I, looking at 1A, we've talked about you know Whitfield Class 1A all year long, guys. And it's the classification that's had the most parity. From our standpoint in our rankings, they had the most changes all year, um, not just in the top five, but especially at number one overall. They, there was multiple teams that held down that top spot at one point or another. And uh, that parity, again, showed itself in the first round of the playoffs. I mean, multiple upsets. Uh, it just it, it continues. I mean, you look at it. Number 13, Springdale upset number four, West Green. Number nine, Olsh upset number eight, Greensburg Central Catholic. I think some of us saw that coming. Others didn't. Uh, then you look at it, number 11, Shenango, yep. over number six, Carmichael's. I had Carmichael's in the semifinals, so that's egg on my face right there. But, like, just a ton of parity in the first round. And this could be a year where we have, a, a, a you know, a number five against a number seven in the finals, or who knows, a number 13 seed against a number 11, depending on what could happen. Like It's just, it's so wide open. Uh, and that's what makes this this so fun. I mean, I think Parth called it last month or, or last last episode, uh, November Madness, and uh, that is where we are at right now. To counterpoint what you just said, Josh, um, we uh, said that 1A was going to be crazy. This isn't actually a counterpoint. It's building off your point. We said 1A was going to be crazy. We said 3A was going to be chalk. Biggest upset in the 3A bracket in round one was number nine, East Allegheny, beating number eight, South Moreland. Every other high Every other one is the same. <laughs> yep. There was no, no, no upsets in that bracket. Yeah. I mean, you look around 4A, I think uh, the biggest upset there was a 10 over a 7. That was Laurel Highlands. Fox Chapel was an upset, as was Peters Township in 5A. But, I mean, those are 
schools that were just seated high because they were in a really good conference where, I mean, Springdale, who saw that coming? I did. I think like, yeah. Like, okay. Fair <laughs> enough. Shenango. Like, I just... yeah, I don't, I don't think anybody saw Shenango like that, that, that was a stunning result, but uh, that's, that's one a this year guys. And part, what's your big takeaway? Yeah. Beaver falls quarterback. Jaron Brickner is the real deal. Uh, I know he started last year, obviously, but didn't get the keys to the offense really till early this season with, you know, Josh Huff, their star tailback now at Syracuse. And I actually wrote a story. You know, we wrote a story on him uh, early October when the team had lost. I think it was three straight out the gate and then they won the following three. They were three and three, you know, had control of their own destiny in terms of the playoffs. And, you know, you kind of didn't know what their season would shape out to be. And, and no, I got to give you credit, man. You called it. You said they'd figure it out. You said Brickner would figure it out. I didn't yeah. know. The, you know, I was looking at the numbers. I wasn't sure, but man, he threw for over 200 yards in their playoff, you know, in their playoff win over Western Beaver, uh, three touchdowns, one pick. Uh, and now they're, they got another good draw. You know, they're going to face new Brighton instead of Washington, which is a team that they beat fairly badly uh, earlier this season, beat them by 21 points. Um, I think they're pretty much, you know, you can pen them in into the semifinal at this point in two A. Because of Brighton. Oh, that's not going to go over well with New Brighton. But the thing you need to understand <laughs> about what uh, about a team like Beaver Falls is this: there are not many schools in throughout the entire WPIL who win from five years old all the way through senior year together. Where you know you might have success at a youth level, but at a big school, there's six elementary schools, seven some of them. And they come in together or like these Catholic schools like Pittsburgh Central Catholic or even a small Catholic school like Osh. A lot of those kids, they didn't start playing together until middle school or even high school. These Beaver Falls kids, and they will be the first to tell you they have played together since they were, you know, before they could ride a bike, before they were, you know, learning how to spell their name. They were running the football and blocking for each other. They were playing against the same group from Aliquippa. They were playing against the same group, and that's what makes Beaver County special. It's, these aren't big schools where there's kids coming from all over the places. It's a lot of these kids, they grew up playing each other. I mean, there's, it's on TV. We see, you know, you turn on Friday Night Tykes, you see Landon Alexander going up against Sire Clark in the Beaver County Youth League Championship or semifinal. They play Blackhawk in the championship. But nonetheless, point still remains is that Beaver Falls is one of these small, small group of schools where they have this tight new group of tight knit group of guys who have won together for over a decade. And when you have that, it's easier to have team chemistry. It's easier to get someone's butt in the weight room when they're not in the weight room. It's easier to hold each other accountable. And it's easier to once you start the year 0 and 3, you don't have guys jumping off the ship because you can say, look, we can look at this rest of the schedule. We can beat every one of these teams. We were a two-point conversion away from a state championship last year. Sure, we don't have Josh Huff. But, you know, we were able to beat Aliquippa when we were little when we didn't have Josh Huff. We were able to do this when, you know, like having that chemistry is so important. And that's that's what makes a team like Beaver Falls so dangerous in this spot where these guys know each other better than pretty much any other team does. For sure. Just just yeah. talking to Brickner at practice, you know, you can you can tell how tight his relationship is with guys like Trey Singleton and Mecky Clark. Mm-hmm. Um, that's obviously got to make a difference, you know, come this time of year. And I'll say this too: it always helps when you have a very talented, experienced starter under center, no matter what level you're at. Oh yeah, and I think that's where Brickner's at at this point. And uh, I don't want to look ahead, but man, I'm excited to see what he could even do next year. Uh, just, uh, oh he is, yeah, he is a Yo. talented, talented kid. 
Well, I mean, his receivers are also really well, good. Yes, that helps. He has too. a really good coach, no, but no. I mean, but no, it. I think those things go hand in hand. Like, yeah. it, a good quarterback needs to normally have a good coach. Needs to have good receivers. And in order for receivers and a coach to do well, it helps to have a really good quarterback. And he had it perfect last year where he was able to kind of sit, get those reps. And if, you know, Nardone's told us on this show that he's made checks at the line, like even as a sophomore, he would not be checking into passing plays, but he would be setting up plays that Josh Huff would be in the best spot possible to, you know, hit the hole and go. And having that experience playing in these big games, I mean, there aren't many teams in all of Western Pennsylvania that have the experience of playing in these high-pressure contests that Beaver Falls does because they still return a lot of starters last year. And they're sitting pretty, and you look at the quarterbacks remaining. I mean, Steel Valley, a very big run-first team. Laurel, a very big run-first team. Sarah Catholic, their quarterback got hurt in the final week of the regular season, so they're playing with a backup. Stowe Rocks, they can throw the ball, but Brickner's far and away, I think, the best quarterback remaining in that 2A bracket. And something about this game of football Normally, the team with the better quarterback tends to win more often than not. So, yep. Yep. Um, any other thoughts here uh, just on any games from round one that we didn't talk about? I think we do need to talk about New Brighton, I, even though Parth just said that they're gonna, they're essentially going to lose. <laughs> I and, wasn't trying to poo-poo on them, man. That's and, not and, that was what That's yeah. why I wanted to bring that yeah, up, because no, no. Okay. we do need to give New Brighton their flowers. This is a team that, heading into the second-to-last week of the regular season, they're on a four-game losing streak. They hadn't won since Haddix went down. It looked like their season was over. And, I, you know, I made a prediction at the beginning of the year that was laughed at on our on our season recap show that New Brighton would be in the Whippeal semifinals. They're one win away from making Still that prediction alive. come true. Yep. Now, granted, they're playing a team that we just spent three minutes talking about how great they were in Beaver Falls. But, I mean, if they can beat Washington, they can beat anyone in this bracket. I mean, the Praxies are a team that beat Clarendon handedly in the regular season. They went into... Washington's field, you know, that's, that's a field that's had a lot of big games. won. a lot of teams that played on that field, went to Heinz field and took home a trophy. And they went in there in the first round, took them to overtime. And that would have been a big enough story, right? Normally, how often do you see the upset team win in overtime? Yeah. Washington, they roll the dice. New Brighton says no dice. They get the job done. Incredible win by the lions. I do have to ask though, like what, in the world was Washington's coach thinking? Oh, you I like that been... call. Yeah, I didn't like that. Call I, I know you're not because, talking about it. Yeah, here's the thing. I mean, I, I haven't really caught up with you guys about this, so I'm interested to hear why you like it. But I, I mean, I watched the stream of that game all night Friday. They were they were outplayed, and you know everything was a challenge for them. So all of a sudden, you score in overtime and think, Hey, we're going to go for two here and try and get out of here. To me, I I get showing the confidence in your kids, but as a coach, you got to say, we got to take the points here and try and stop an offense that that's quite honestly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'll give you two reasons why you do that. If you're Washington, if you're a program in class three, a or lower, I do not trust my kicker in overtime. Unless that kid is someone who can consistently hit from 40 yards, you know, he's a first-team all-conference guy, don't trust it. Because odds are that kicker is also starting on both sides of the ball. He's tired. He's been getting his legs hit all game long. I just don't trust him. Or he's a kid who, you know, he's a soccer player, and he might not be ready for that moment. So, one, 
you know, that's a two-sided problem. The other team has the same problem. You huh? see what I'm saying? I'll say this though: that same kid tied the game. I agree. 14-14. The pressure is a lot different when you need to make it for the game to continue. Because if that New Brighton kid misses the kick, their defense can still get a stop and the game's over. Yeah. Whereas if you don't make this extra point, you lose. You don't put it on one person. You put it on a team. And my second thing is this. If I'm if I'm Coach Faust, the head coach for uh, Washington, I look at my guys and I say, we're 9-0. and They have a losing record in there in the playoffs. If we yeah. can't get two yards against them, True. we don't deserve the win. And guess yeah. what? They didn't deserve didn't the win. It. That's how I look at it. I get your logic part that in college, that's how you approach it. You right. go for you go for two when you're on the road, you get the heck out of that exactly. building. Because the longer you hang around in their house, the more you're waiting for something to go wrong and for them to figure Absolutely. it out. However, in this level and two, especially two A, one A, Washington is known for having horrible kickers. So I, I I'm not shocked at all why they had no faith in their kicker. I don't know if they have a good kicker or not. If they did, then maybe they should have kicked it. But I still go back to my second point. You're a four seed. They're a 13 seed. Yeah. You haven't lost all season. If you can't get two yards with look your who best they played, player, man, they, they beat Clareton, but outside of that, look at their schedule. McGuffey's they beat a, a, team. They they beat, beat a whole bunch of below 500 teams. Man. You can go look. No, I know, but I'm, that's a good program is what I'm trying to get at. Is yeah. like That's a team that they're regularly in the final four. They won the Whitfield Championship like a couple years ago. And they like, was, That's, I that's think one, one of the best programs in Class 2A. Someone picked get Washington, two yards, right? What? Someone the house. Picked, yeah, that's what I, I wanted to get house, into the house here picked as Washington. we transition to the end of the segment. But yeah, just Jeez. to close it off. Yeah, if you can't get two yards against a team that has a losing record, yeah. you don't deserve to win. And guess I, what? They don't deserve to win because New Brighton got the job done. Props to the Lions. I, I want to add one more thing about New Brighton before yeah. you move on here. I've obviously got a – you guys know I got a story coming out about their turnaround, um, which is mm-hmm. going to run in print tomorrow. It's out today because we we released this on Thursday, so it's out today. We got to talk. Oh, like I'm we're in sorry. The future. It is yeah. Talk on <laughs> some in the future. Yeah, that's has out today. Radio. You guys, you guys can check it out on timesonline.com. Please uh, do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to kind of contradict my own my own point in that story. Yeah, they had a turnaround, but you know, you look at who they beat. They beat. You're not going to run through this right now. Uh, a one win Riverside team, a four win Freedom team. And they beat a freedom team that beat Mohawk the previous week, and they just beat and, an undefeated team that some people picked to win the Whippeal Championship. And, uh, Not just from our publication, but from uh, I'll others. Be, I mean, you can sneak one team. How many times can you do it, though? You know. Yeah, but here's the thing, too. That that freedom game was massive because it was winner gets into the playoffs. Yeah, and so they essentially the, just won two playoff yeah. games in a row. So, yeah. I guess we'll see. It, yeah, I wanted to add one quick thing. I know we're kind of running long on this segment. Yeah, you're good. Hats off to Olsh, guys. Yes. We've said all year, who the heck is Olsh? You know, and goodness gracious. I mean, they looked like Olsh again. Brandon Brazel, 102 rushing yards. Uh, they got back to that power running game. BJ Vaughn's got a swagger back, too. I, I, I'm, yeah, Vaughn's, they're playing well. Ziggy McIntosh went off. I mean, Nehemiah Azim looked good. That defense shut down Greensburg Central Catholic. I, I don't know what happened, but I think Dan Bradley has his Chargers. Uh, back in line here and 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 uh i think they could they could provide uh they play Clareton this week i think they could Ooh, provide Clareton with a good game luck. i'm i'm good good honest. Good luck, at the beginning Dan. of the year if you would have told me Olsh played Clareton in the playoffs i would have said it would have been in the championship i would have said that game would have been at Heinz Field or maybe in the semifinals we had high so, aspirations for that team yeah. you know oh, and yes. they they have Absolutely. the talent that can play along with Clareton Clareton might have more of it but their skill guys, they can guard Clarendon. You know, they're they they've got guys who can run the ball and and 
you know, not just get truck sticked when they carry it against Clarendon. So, I mean, their last two wins, again, are over Rochester, a really good team, and Greensburg Central Catholic, who was one of the top eight. So those are two. They're getting hot at the right time. That's all that seems to matter in the playoffs. They also beat Cornell in the in the Cor- finale. Cornell, not Cornell, Rochester. Not, not oh, Rochester. that's not right. Yeah, you're right. Not, and Josh, not, it's, fun, it's funny you brought that up. That's actually one of the takeaways I wrote down is Olsh is better than I gave them credit for. I saw that game against against yeah. Cornell, and and quite frankly, both teams looked bad. I wish that game had ended in a in a nil nil tie like they do in <laughs> soccer sometimes because that was not a you know. Yeah. yeah. No. 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 I I totally know what you mean, and I'll be honest, I. I wrote the chargers off. Like I didn't pick them. I didn't to beat think they were going to I, I didn't think they were going to be a playoff team, especially yeah. after what I saw against Rochester. And they had some off the field stuff going on as well. For aside, sure. aside from the COVID, which I don't yeah. think we have to get into right here, but no, yeah. for sure. But uh, hats off to that program. I mean, we had high aspirations for them coming in and it's not always about who's the best team all year long. It's who's the hottest team at the right time. And they seem like March. they're getting hot. So look like out, look out. Sure does. All right, so I'm just looking at our championship picks right now. Um, only one person <laughs> has a team in the final that lost in round one. The house. Of course it would be the house. The basement. His his, his bracket in two-way is busted. He had Washington over so Ross. <laughs> nope, all done. <laughs> rip, rip that one up, throw it away. <laughs> in, in 5A, all the teams that we had in the championship, same for 6A, had buys last week. Um, same for 4A. Uh, oh, aside from Thomas Jefferson, Parth had Thomas Jefferson um, in the championship. They won pretty well in their first round game. But, you know, you look, everyone else that we had uh, for 3A through 6A had a buy. So we can't really grade their games. And we've already talked plenty about Beaver Falls. Still rocks one-handedly, uh, 61 to 8. Over Shady Side Academy, Jeez. Laurel won big as well, forty-one to two, over McGuffey, and uh, Steel Valley won big, forty-nine fourteen over Beth Center. Uh, Clarendon did not play last week; they had a bye. Bishop Canavan looked really good against my Blue Devils, winning forty-nine to six. And uh, yeah, Cornell thirty-three nothing. We didn't really talk about Cornell or Southside; those were a couple of uh, teams that we really didn't mention, but we're mentioning them now. They they look good; they had nice wins. So we're going to take a quick break. When we return, we're going to get into uh, the, the many games. How many got? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. That's some Mike Francesa radio for you right there, just counting on the air. We're going to get into those eight games when we return. All right, quarterfinals time, guys. Uh, every team is in action now. No more buys, uh, which, you know what? I'm old school when I say this. I don't think anyone should get a buy in the Whippeal playoffs. It's either you let less teams in or or put more teams in. I love the way the 2A bracket is. Or in, in the worst-case scenario, in my opinion, maybe do what 1A does where one team gets a buy. But I don't like all these kids sitting at home. You know, like they, they want to play. Let them play. Like, let's, let's get this to how it used to be. Where I, yeah, you just, I'd rather it be less teams because yeah, I'm, I'm fine with, you know, I'm, yeah, it's I would throw kids off too. right? I, like, I, I would mean, go off on a tangent, like what the, yeah. the NFL is doing, but we don't have time. For hey, that. we don't have time. We, what we, what you, we do have time for is to break <laughs> down these games going on throughout the Beaver Valley. Uh, we have action from five, a all the way through one, a, like I said, no more buys. Everyone's back in action. We start off with the five, a bracket. We take a lap, uh, take a lap around real quick. 
There are four matchups in 5A this week. Moon, Woodland Hills, Gateway, Penn Hills, Pine Richland, Peters Township, and Penn Trafford Fox Chapel. Obviously, the one we're going to talk about is Moon against Woody High. These two teams met once before. It was in week one of the season, and Moon won 15 to nothing. On the road at the Wolverine, Woodland Hills has found an identity since they upset Bethel Park 27 to 23 in week uh, in the first round. But the Tigers, we all like them six to nothing is the the pick spread there. Um, as we move forward here, I also want to pull up our updated standings, which I sent to the house via text. So I'm going to hurry up and pull that. Some more Mike Francesa radio here. <laughs> As, uh, I continue. Josh is in first place at 118 and 26 on the year. Joe is in second place. Joe Sager, our, our lovely correspondent. He's at 117 and 27. Myself, Parth, and Bill Ullman are tied for third place at 116 and 28 and the basement as always in last place, 114 and 30 on the year. So we move on now to 4A and uh, we have four matchups again. Bell Vernon against Newcastle, Hampton against Thomas Jefferson, Armstrong against McKeesport and Laurel Highlands against Aliquippa. We're going to talk about one of these matchups and I think it's probably the best game out of really anything above class 2A here. And that's Aliquippa Laurel Highlands Park. You got a chance to see the man, the myth, the legend, Rodney Gallagher, with your own two eyes. What was it like? How do you look? And how do you think he'll do against Aliquippa? Yeah, he started off slow. I think Beaver was getting a lot of pressure on him and making him uncomfortable. Uh, they were flushing him out of the pocket. He didn't get a chance to you know, stand there and make throws. Not that he is a thrower. Obviously, he's a scrambler. He's more of an athlete than a quarterback, in my opinion. But um, I don't know. I think if, if, if Beaver can, can, can make him uncomfortable – you know, sure as that quip can, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't think it's going to, I don't think it's going to be as close as people are, are saying it is. I don't think a lot of people are saying it's close. I think Aliquippa wins this in a big one. Handily. I think, you think so? Yeah, I think so. I think Gallagher makes a couple plays that will make you stand on your feet. But as overall, yeah. it's, I think it's this a program is... that's won one playoff game going up <laughs> against a program that's been to the Whitfield Championship the last 13 seasons. I so, think this, this plays out exactly like the, Bell Vernon Laurel Highlands matchup from earlier in the year played out. It was hyped up, you know, Gallagher mm -hmm. against those stars there. And then Bell Vernon stepped on their throats early and often. And it was yeah. a blowout. Yeah. I think he'll make a couple incredible plays, but at the end of the day, Aliquippa is going to do Aliquippa. And that's how we all think six to nothing quips across the board. We move down to three, a where we have one matchup. We'll run through the whole board remaining though. Uh, we uh, obviously have number one Central Valley taking on East Allegheny, who won 36-11 last week. Elizabeth Forward, who takes on Freeport. Avonworth, who takes on Mount Pleasant. And North Catholic, who takes on Keystone Oaks. We'll get into the Central Valley game. Not a lot to discuss here, fellas. <sighs> Warriors in a blowout. Is that fair to say? Yeah, they're not going to be tested until the final, if that. And, and I mean, that's just how it's been in 3A. I think we've all been on that same... Um, you know, that kind of that same hill all season. For I sure. don't, I don't see anything that would change our opinion at this point. I think they're the lone team in that first tier in three a, and you know, I guess North Catholic and Avonworth are on the second tier, but I don't even think that's close. Right. And there's a third tier and then there's an everyone else <laughs> tier. And the one team in the first tier is the there are different stratosphere, no doubt central Valley. Uh, we move on now to two a, where we have a lot of teams in action, three teams from the Beaver Valley of uh, the four matchups. We have number one, steel Valley taking on Southside, who again, won against Ligonier Valley last week, 34, 14. We have new Brighton taking on Beaver Fa falls in the battle of Beaver County in the quarterfinals. New Brighton with the one point overtime win over 
where the Prexies Beaver Falls 42 to 8 last week over Western Beaver. Still Rocks and Mohawk on the other side, along with Laurel and Sarah Catholic. That Laurel Sarah Catholic game, that's a really good game for a quarterfinal matchup, but we're going to break down the other two ones. Let's get into Steel, uh, Steel Valley Southside real quick. We all like Steel Valley 6 0 against um, the Rams here. Josh, I'll ask you this. Do you think that this has the extreme comparison to the poor matchup that Southside had against Stowe Rocks? Does, St- does Steel Valley have that type of team, or is this more comparable to maybe like an Avonworth or somewhere in between those two? That's a great question. Uh, That's why I asked it. I, I, I think Steel Valley certainly has the athletes. Yeah, they have the, they but, have the guy in Burt. Yeah, they do, but... Man, I, I think it's it's not going to be like Stowe Rocks. I don't, I don't think it's going to be like the Stowe Rocks game, and I certainly don't think it's going to be as close as the Avonworth game. I yeah. think it's kind of in between. I think the Rams can keep with Steel Valley early on, especially with Parker Statler. I mean, it's just perfect. We did a feature on him, and he scored twice on his first four touches in the game, yeah. and it was like this this perfect. Uh, <laughs> I do think Steel Valley pulls away late um, behind Burt on the ground. Uh, that's like a 35-14 game for me in the end. I'll say this about Southside. They stopped the run. Yes, they do. They got crushed by Stowe Rocks, who can move the ball through the air. But Steel Valley's a very run-heavy team, as is Avonworth. You think it'll be close? I think it'll be... like I, Yeah, I don't think they're going to have to end the game early. I don't think it'll be a running clock. I'll say that. I think it could be like well, 35. not saying too much, right? No, I mean, it is. For, <laughs> not a for, running clock. Steel Valley has blown out every team. Everybody, that yeah, turn it out for a reason. Obviously, they're the yes. number one. They, they yeah, the Whitfield thinks that Steel Valley is better than Stowe Rocks Parth because they're the number one. Steel Don't forget seed. too. This is uh, this is this is a rematch of a few years ago Whitfield Championship. Yes, so back when Sto- means... uh, Steel Valley won the state championship with only nineteen kids on their team, one of the yeah. most impressive feats That's I've absurd. seen. Absurd. Wow. Yeah, yes. Granted, a lot of these kids weren't in that game, but yeah. I mean, it's it's two strong, proud programs and. Yep. Anything can happen, but uh, I, I think Steel Valley is just a little too much for this Southside group in the end. I agree. Southside I, has, I think, 26 kids. So. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, Southside can keep well. it respectable in the first half. I think that I agree with what you said, though, Josh, where they're just going to be so run down with Burt. I think he's going to have that, that workhorse Derrick Henry type game where in the fourth quarter, when you're expecting him to be slower, he's faster, yeah. and you can't get him. He's just um, ripping we, off runs. We all like the fight in Charlie Batches in a route uh, <laughs> six to zero in our picks. We move on to the other two a quarterfinal matchup, and it is the battle of Beaver County, New Brighton, and Beaver Falls. Our own Parthupathi will be there at Geneva College. Made the rookie mistake last week of picking to go to Beaver, where he didn't have a seat in the press box. No free while, pizza. At I had my I had my own row where they had seven pizzas there. I'm just getting whatever food that popcorn smelled delightful coming in the stadium. I paid a dollar for that. Uh, you know, people are coming up to me, you know, how's it going? No, I'm good. You know, just stretching out my legs in a warm press box. Hey, my man, Alan, just up with, uh, it was a bucket of chips. All you can eat chips and hey, soda. I got Cookies as well. I, I was enjoying myself, man. I was, I was a carrying bucket chip of up. chips is his selling point. I gotta yes, say sir. this: this was a classic veteran move of Noah. Go, yeah, you take the first take. You know, you go ahead and make the mistake on your own. Yeah, I mean, we got an argument on like on Halloween. Yeah. He was like, "You always get the best games." I'm like, "Pick whatever game you want, Park." I knew exactly what he was gonna do. I'm like, "Yep, I'll take the one where we have two groups of readership." So. 
I'll have a potential for more page views and I'll have a much more comfortable night and it'll probably be a blowout. So I'll be back at the office to write a lot. Earlier. And, it <laughs> and all, all three of those things happen. That, that savvy move right there, buddy. Arth, Arth, have you learned your lesson? <laughs> that is the serious question here. Have hey you man, learned? I hope so. I'd like so, to say so. Yes. But Fart, Fart <laughs> yes. will get an, uh, a chance at the Noah Hiles postseason experience, apparently, because he's covering New Brighton Beaver Falls. We all like Beaver Falls uh, 6-0 across the board in this one. I'll ask Josh. Josh, what has New Brighton got to do to continue their magic run here? I'll tell you what. They forced, I think, six turnovers last week against Washington, which was remarkable. Um, granted, they didn't do much with that offensively. Uh, obviously, they did score 21 points, but uh, they scored on the third play of the game on a screen pass that went 81 right. yards. But uh, you've got to force Brickner into mistakes through the air. Uh, I think they have a talented secondary led by Keandre Williams and Blake McKay. Uh, but you've got to force Brickner into at least two or three mistakes. Give your offense a short field and you got to capitalize. I mean, I know Gary Pugh Jr. has stepped in and kind of solidified quarterback for New Brighton uh, with Gabe Haddock's out, but it's still, it's still a struggle offensively for them. It, I think we kind of touched on this the other day, Noah. It kind of feels like the Steelers' offense. A lot of screens, run <laughs> yes. heavy, you know, everything's kind of a challenge. And I don't mean that disrespectfully, but on the, the Steelers' offense of what is you horrific. Said, I, on yeah, the flip well. side of what you said, the Steelers' offense is bad, but the Steelers' offense or the Steelers' defense makes enough plays that they get Correct. to stay in games. And that's exactly Valid. what you just mentioned, Josh, is New Brighton can take the ball away from anyone. Yeah. And they've already played this team once. They've played this team a whole bunch of times in the past, too. I mean, they're in the same conference. Yeah. There's some beef between these two programs. Throw the record books Parth, out the window. Oh, oh there is some beef oh, now. Parth, Parth has quite the anecdote in his story coming. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, man. Yeah, I stopped by <laughs> practice on Tuesday to talk to Joe and, and some of the guys. And, man, oh, man, I wish I could pay, play some of these sound bites right now when, when, on this podcast. They when were, I'm they getting were... calls from Parth at 9 a.m. talking about how do we embed TikToks <laughs> into stories, that's when I, I had to, like, pull over. I'm oh, like, what are we man. doing right now? What are we talking about? <laughs> there are no TikToks in this story. Story, by the way <laughs> there's so a tiktok it reference it's, it's a good story inside story yes there is it's <laughs> all right <laughs> we move on now to class a uh three of these four matchups feature a team from the valley there's a there's a good chance not a good chance but there's a decent chance we have three of the final four from our coverage area in 1a which is pretty cool um first matchup is Clarendon against Clarendon against Olsh Bears are coming off a bye where Olsh won 28 to 8 over Greensburg Central Catholic last week Springdale got the big upset over West Green in a shutout 28 nothing they're the number 13 seed and they will play Rochester who also pitched a shutout over Mapletown 35 nothing the Rams look pretty good and I got some you know what I'll save that that little tea here on Rochester, I got um, moving forward here. Cornell, another <laughs> shutout, 33 nothing over Manesson. Leechburg, 28-7 over California. Those two teams will play, and the other matchup that uh, has no teams from the Valley in it, Bishop Canavan against Shenango. Um, so let's get into these matchups. I want to start with Rochester because I was at their high school on uh, Wednesday to cover Corinne Hauser's signing with Kent State. Uh, great player, looking forward to covering her this basketball season. But as I was leaving, I saw a certain young man walking the hallways of Rochester High School, and he didn't have a boot on his leg. Would that be Uh-oh. Duke Mullins that, or Parker that, Lyons? That would be Parker number Lyons. Three. Oh. Number three himself. Oh. I, that would be Parker Lyons. They're starting quarterback. He, uh, he had no boot on his leg. I don't know if he's going to play or not. We'll see. But 
You didn't ask him? You didn't talk to him? No. You saw I, him in the hallways? He ain't stopped the kid? Come on now. Yeah, you know, I'm not bothering a high school kid when he's just trying to get the geometry <laughs> or whatever. Got jobs to do, guy. I, I know we got jobs to do. We got coaches we can text for that stuff. We'll be okay. Yeah, true, I, I've true, never true, had a problem true, true. getting scoops, Park. All right? Let me do my thing. Fair enough. Any, Fair enough. <laughs> anyway, what I'm trying to say is we might have Parker Lyons. I don't think they'll need him for this game regardless. Ooh. But this is a perfect scenario, though, where if he is finally healthy, if they would have had to play him against West Green, you know, who's a conference champion, a four seed in, in his first game back, that's one thing. But they get to kind of ease him in where you don't necessarily need him against Springfield, but you could start him. You could play him for a quarter. Let him find his footing because you don't want to bring him back if that's an option against Clarendon. You don't want that to be his first game back. That's so true. this is a good scenario where if he is healthy and he, if he is able to play, they're doing it against a team that's, you know, around 500. You can handle uh, don't, it. Don't sleep on the Springdale Dynamos, my man. I'm, All right. Well, uh, you didn't pick them. Not in this one. <laughs> I did pick Springdale over West Green, though, so I will pat myself All right. on the back yeah, there. I was going to say, but... we picked Rochester 6-0 across the board. <laughs> um, we move on to Clarendon Olsh, another game that was unanimous. Uh, Clarendon 6-0 across the board. Anybody have anything to say for Olsh here that hasn't been said already? I think we've hit on all the points. I mean, I they're, so they're better than we thought they were. Yeah. Bears the or the season. they are. Or we thought, we thought they were. You know, either way you want to frame it, they're both correct. Yes. <laughs> if you want to crown them, then crown them. All right. <laughs> did not get that reference, by the way. Oh, uh, of course you did. Oh, this is oh, a guy who asked God. me if the Rolling Stones were from Pittsburgh. Because uh, <laughs> 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 you mentioned something about them being Steelers fans. I'm like, oh, are they? From I was the, like, yeah, they're from uh, the area. <laughs> Oh, yeah, they, they're yeah, from they England. Grew, they they are grew from up England. in the North Hills. Uh, <laughs> they grew Jagger up in Pittsburgh. actually. Parth, we're going to have to do a crash course on NFL history. No, on life. On life. Well, Parth, knows about, <laughs> Parth knows about the athletic and tobacco road college basketball, and that's it. It's like that episode of SpongeBob where it's like, forget everything but breathing and fine dining. It's like, forget everything about sports writing and, and ACC basketball. And like, that's, that's it. Oh man. All right. Anyway, <laughs> that was, that was appalling. This man got lost at our seats. <laughs> we were in the front row. Man, anyway. we, you know, we did we had some festivities going on, you know, prior to that game. I was okay. A bit, anyway, you know. our final <laughs> game is Cornell Leechburg. And this is the only game we had split picks on. Um, the Raiders are number two, Leechburg number seven. Leechburg's led by Tommy Burke, the leading passer in Whitfield Class A. They have the number one scoring offense in Whitfield Class A, and that is why myself and Parth like for them to play spoiler over oh, the Raiders. You guys, you guys went with Leechburg, okay? Yes, I, and yes, I sir. went with this in my true bracket. Okay, and I think you did too, right, Parth? Absolutely, got it okay. right here. So, like, okay. this is something that we didn't just think of this week. We we. Because I'll, I'll be honest, one coming. I'll, I'll be honest. When I went to make my picks this morning, just knowing how good Leechburg has been this year, I was like, I think I want to go Leechburg here, but I have to stick to my bracket. And I had Cornell in the championship game. So, so. all right. Well, uh, so Josh had Cornell, as did the house, Joe and Bill. Um, for, for, re for reference, Leechburg's biggest game of the year was against Clarendon. That was a game, remember, they moved that location for yeah. like, I don't know. It seemed to be a million reasons that were reported by different outlets. Some say it was COVID. Some say it was violence. I don't really care. That was a point. crazy week. Yes. General. That was like yeah. when all the cancellations were happening, <laughs> but 
Um, they lost to Clarendon 48-27, but that was a game, I believe, that was like a one-point game going into the fourth quarter. It was. I think it was 28-27. So it was. And, and they can Clarendon hang around with Clarendon. Away. They can hang around with Olsh. That's yep. all I'll say. Or not Olsh, Cornell. Nonetheless, they can hang around with Olsh, too. Second loss is against uh, Bishop Canavan, I believe. Yes. So, so they've, they've lost are... two games, and right. it's to the top three teams in the bracket. And they'll play right. the number two team in the bracket on Friday night. Guys, any uh, final thoughts? Oh, I just, it's still, I say this every week. It's stunning to me that we are in the quarterfinals here. And in two weeks, all three of us will be at Heinz Field after probably stuffing our faces way too much on Thanksgiving yep. and, and, you know, trying to recover. The first time. Yeah, trying to recover from a food coma while working together in person legitimately, not just at the office, but out in the field for the first time. Uh, just wild. I mean, what is time? I sound like what, what is what is a uh, true detective? Right now? Matthew, what are you talking about? What is time? <laughs> like what is time? Like the calendar has just flown by. I'm like Matthew oh McConaughey in True Detective. Time is a flat circle, you know. Like uh, it's wild. You you guys will have dad brains eventually, don't you? All right, fair enough. Hey, <laughs> you're like three years older than me. What? No, he's not. He's significantly older than you. You're 20, 20, yeah, because I'm I'm 24, you're 29. You're five years older, fine. The math yeah. is off. Anyway, Parth, any Anywho. final thoughts? <laughs> no, no final thoughts from me. I think we've already touched on all we need to touch we, on. Yeah, I think um, we all got, we well, got not dad well, brain, oh, we got whip your playoff brain where we've covered a million games in the last week. And yeah, we're well, a little slap happy. Stand up. I guess we'll find out. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Um, You know, hey, start me up and paint it black. You can't always get what you want. Parth doesn't understand any of those references. No, I made a face. Rolling rolling Although Parth just reference. made a Slim Shady reference, so yeah. I have to give him some props there. Congrats. Parth knows a rapper that was alive his whole lifetime. <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> Be sure to follow us on our Super social cultured. media platforms if you haven't already. Head to timesonline.com. We've got features. we got previews. we got it all. And uh, we'll have some great coverage for you on Friday night, as always. And we'll talk to you all next week.